Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Congratulations to NYC FC for winning its first MLS Cup on Saturday in front of a sold-out Providence Park as more than 25,000 watched a nail-biter in a cold rain in Portland over the Timbers. How hot was this ticket? Well, fans started lining up more than three days in advance to ensure the best seats when the general admission supporters end open on Saturday morning. So a very hot ticket at Providence Park. But congratulations to NYCFC President Brad Sims and the entire organization for delivering New York City its first sports title in nearly a decade. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, December 13th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is ready for the start of another week. We're heading to the last couple of weeks of 2021. Yesterday, my phone was receiving text after text, but it wasn't about any NFL game. It was about Formula One. Yes, the series completed one of its most successful seasons in memory as Max Verstappen won his first F1 championship by overtaking his rival Lewis Hamilton on the final lap in Abu Dhabi. People were talking about it in my circles all day yesterday, and it clearly resonated in the United States. Now, we've talked about the growing interest in Formula One, helped by this on-track rivalry, but also because of the success of the Netflix. Netflix series Drive to Survive. It's clear that Formula One finished its season with a number of new fans, and Verstappen is the first Dutch Formula One champion. His profile is only going to increase. His battle with the 36-year-old Hamilton has been the talk of the Formula One season, and the series marked one of its closest seasons since 2012. For F1, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix ended its longest season. There were races planned in China, Canada, Singapore, Japan, and Australia, but those were canceled, and races were quickly added in Portugal, Turkey, and Qatar. The interest resulted in financial growth. Overall revenue jumped 12% in the third quarter, according to the New York Times. That's compared with the same period last year. So revenue grew, and now the series looks to have 23 races in 2022. That will include the debut of the Miami race. That's in the spring. That'll be one of the hottest tickets in sports. We've said that on the Buzzcast for a while sometime, that that Miami race, that Miami Grand Prix, led by Stephen Ross and Tom Garfinkel, will be one of the hottest tickets in the North American sports scene, I think, for next year. I anticipate we're going to see growing interest of corporate sponsorship in Formula One, and our own John Oran in his media predictions column this week says, look for ESPN to renew its deal with Formula One by this summer. The current deal expires at the end of 2022. Bottom line, 
a very strong year for Formula One that seems to have some real wind at its back. Let's move on to some other stories. We have talked on the Buzzcast about more private equity firms getting into sports, and the NHL is the latest to let private equity firms buy into teams. The NHL changed its rules last week, and the Lightning and the Wild are nearing agreements to sell minority stakes to Arctos Sports Partners. That's led by Ian Charles and Doc O'Connor. Arctos has raised more than $2.1 billion in its first sports investment fund. It has already invested in Fenway Sports Group, the Golden State Warriors, the Sacramento Kings, as well as the Premier Lacrosse League. Now they will take small stakes, likely around 10% in both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Minnesota Wild. NHL Commissioner Gary Bentman called Arctos's investment a very passive investment and added that the NHL has changed its ownership rules so private equity firms can have investments in multiple teams, as in other sports like the NBA, where I mentioned Arctos has been active in multiple investments. So interesting development there in the NHL. Staying with financial infusion in sports organizations, La Liga on Friday ratified its strategic investment by CVC. As part of this deal, CVC will initially invest more than $450 million to La Liga teams within a few weeks, and those teams can use that money to improve infrastructure or digital assets or any type of internationalization efforts. But over the course of the deal, CVC will invest more than $2 billion. In exchange, they will get media rights and hold an 8.2% stake of La Liga's commercial and technology business. So another example where private equity funds see the growing value of sports rights, we're going to see more investments of private equity into sports going into 2022. Let's track back to the NA. We mentioned Gary Bettman talking about private equity buying into the league. Well, he also said on Friday that the league is tracking to bring in more than $5 billion in revenue this year. And that revenue is now up from pre-pandemic levels. So that's a major step, a very positive step for the NHL, shows the league has rebounded from the coronavirus global pandemic. He said it was largely fueled by the league's expansion to Seattle with the Kraken, as well as broadcasting rights deal with Disney and Turner. So bottom line, very good revenue news for the NHL. Let's shift to the NFL, an interesting item from CBS Sports' Jason Lockenfora. He reported that the Chicago Bears are looking at longtime agent Trace Armstrong as a possible candidate to take a top management position with the team. However, Armstrong, who was at Athletes First and has been a well-regarded agent for years, immediately dismissed the report and said on Twitter he had not spoken to the Bears at all. But there is a lot going on with the Chicago Bears, who are in talks to potentially relocate to Arlington Heights. Trace Armstrong is a former Bears player who admittedly has strong relationships with the McCaskey family. Lockenfora said the Bears are exploring if Armstrong would be interested in overseeing football operations with a coach and a general manager reporting to him in this scenario. Ted Phillips would continue to run the business side. But this story around the Bears is one to watch because the Bears are one of the sleeping giants in all of sports. And so many executives I speak with would love the opportunity to turn that franchise around and have it reach its full potential. If you haven't watched it yet, check out the HBO trailer for Winning Time 
which is a new series focused on the 1980 Lakers owner Jerry Buss, well, late owner Jerry Buss, and the Showtime era. The HBO show has a star-studded cast. John C. Riley is Jerry Buss. Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. But Puck News is reporting that the Lakers organization and the NBA are not thrilled with this production because of its portrayal of Buss and the team from the 1980s. So this production, which will be released in March on HBO Max, is worth keeping your eye on. And if you haven't seen the trail, Check it out. Winning time on HBO. The trailer dropped just late last week. And let's finish up the buzzcast around people. USL Austin Bold FC has a new ownership group led by three very well-known sports executives. Donnie Nelson, Neil Liebman, and Bobby Epstein are now the owners of this franchise. The team will not compete in the 22 USL season. They are looking to relocate the team to another city in the state of Texas. These three need no introduction, but Donnie Nelson was with the Mavericks for decades. Liebman serves as president and COO of the Texas Rangers. And Bobby Epstein is, of course, Circuit of the Americas chair. So three well-known executives are now investing in the USL. And Minor League Baseball gave out its 2021 awards for Organization of the Year, Executive of the Year, Future Star, and the Community Champion. Here are the winners. The West Spokane Indians, a Rockies affiliate, won their first Organization of the Year award. Erie Seawolves President Greg Coleman won the Executive of the Year award. Eugene Emeralds Director of Ticket Sales, Kennedy Schull, won the Future Star Award, and the Worcester Red Sox won the Community Champion Award in their inaugural season in Worcester. So congratulations to each of those winners. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, December 13th. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.